being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, we're back. KLZ 560, hour number two. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Lines are full as soon as somebody drops off. Call us. We'll get you right on air, 303-477-5600. Eric, what's going on, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. So, here's an observation, or a couple of observations before I get to my pet peeve. Uh, when we talk about people who don't under- grasp the concept of using their turn signals... Here's the observation part of that. When you're driving down the highway and you actually use your turn signal to change lanes, the car that doesn't let you over, once you get behind them, watch them. Odds are they don't use a turn signal either, so they don't recognize what you're doing. You're probably right on that. I never thought about that. I'll look at that next time. uh, Probably seven out of ten times during the day I see that happen. You're probably correct on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pay more attention to that. So here's part of a pet peeve, um, and this goes to something you've brought up before that you and I have debated about, you know, trucks being in the right lane or the center lane, is the idiots who, oh, that truck's there and i got to get over, and God forbid I get behind that truck for even 10 seconds, so I'm going to race up in front of that truck and swerve over in front of him. <laughs> and then get on the brakes really hard. They, and, yeah. they, they do that, Eric, even when you're not driving a semi. You just drive a truck uh, they can't yeah, see well, around even. Right. They'll do that. They'll do it on. They'll do it I to just, you in your frontier. I just, I just watched it, though, a few minutes ago here on 70 while I was on hold. A uh, guy in the right lane, and uh, uh, he was in the right lane right there where on 70 eastbound where it goes from four lanes to three lanes at right. the start of the uh, Central 70 project. And he's there in in the you know correct lane because he's going to continue east. And this car, rather than get over behind him where there was more than enough room, nope, 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 can't do that, races up and went around in front of him. And the unfortunate thing is, is they did that. Traffic was also slowing. So when he did that, he ended up basically brake checking that truck. Unbelievable, yeah. dumb. And you know, yeah, dumb. Yeah, had, had had you picked up at about that moment, you would have heard uh, my screams of horror <laughs> and praying that the, that that, yeah. that JB Hunt did do, not. Do, do park they, on do top they not that understand that that truck weighs way, 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 way more than them? Yeah, they just don't. No, not a clue. <sighs> they just don't care. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, it's it's they don't care. They, they honestly don't care. I think most people think that because their car can stop on a dime, so can we. Right. And and I had this discussion with some friends one time on, online, and I says, here's the deal. I says, my truck cannot stop on a dime. It cannot stop on a quarter. Mm-hmm. It can't even stop on a half dollar, but it can stop on top of you. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Right. When, yeah. And it happens, and, and you know, it, motorcycles it too. You know, I mean, tailgating motorcycles and stuff like that. I, I know. 
always told my kids, you know, or yeah. I was taught oh. and I taught, taught my kids too. It's like, you Give keep a lot more room. distance because they can come to a quick stop. That's and, right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Things can happen real bad. No, I well, agree and, with that one. Same thing. Well, and something that, that Carlos said a minute ago, that um, when you're talking about, you know, the lack of skill, I'll tell you where part of it comes from is, you know, we're of the right age group that our we still had driver's ed when yeah. we learned how to drive. Good point. And for the most part, our parents, because of the way they grew up learning how to drive, who probably taught us how to drive, were significantly better drivers. Oh, yeah. oh my dad was a great driver. And, you bet. No, you're and right, I Derek. Think that, and I think that as driver's ed has been taken out of the schools, because um, you know, I don't know of any. I don't know of any school districts that teach. No, you have to, you have to do that on your own now. Yeah, you, you private, got, yeah, yeah, you got to go to a private a private company yeah. and do that so, now. Right. So, as the quality of the parent as a driver has gone dramatically downhill, the quality of the driver, uh, the quality sure. of the, the teenage driver, yeah. is going downhill. You're sure, right. It, you know, and it's 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 kind of a sad. I mean, it's kind of a a, a sad thing. Uh, yeah. You know, I've got a couple of nieces and nephews who are starting, who are going to be driving in the next couple of years, and I look at the way their parents drive, and I'm like, hey, "There's no hope. I'll help you teach them how to drive." <laughs> There's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there really isn't. Yeah. And, and I'm like, "Hey, if you want, I'll teach. I'll help teach them how to drive." No, well, that's kind of you to you do know, that. They just look at me. That's a great idea. You know. Well, you know, but, if we did more of that, we'd have better drivers, Eric. Right. Well, and well, when you're when you're teaching kids to see to make it legal, you can't just have a licensed driver. So that driver that is teaching the the child or the the person to drive has to be has to have their signed liability whatever with the state in order for them to be legal to teach that that mm -hmm. kid how to drive. Well, and so. and here's the other thing on that too is on the younger drivers, and this kind of goes to the argument they're having now about with some of the gun control stuff is they're saying, well, nobody 18 to 21 should be able to buy this gun. Why is it that as an 18 year old, I can go you as an 18 year old can go out and buy a seventy thousand dollar, seven hundred horsepower Charger Hellcat right. when they can barely drive a Civic? Great point. Mm -hmm. Great point, Eric. Mm -hmm. Great point. And I see it all yep. the time. Great point. I see. I see so many of these hot, these really, you know, these cars. Yeah. Very young drivers. Great point. They don't know what they're doing. You're 100 percent correct. Yep. Can't argue that you one. Know, it's yeah. Yeah. It's you know. I I would love to see a skills training to be able to get a, more so skills training required to get a driver's license or. Mm. Proof almost of a skills training to buy some of these some of these cars. Yeah, you and I both. I, you're not hurting my feelings any on that. <laughs> fully agree. No, definitely not. Good definitely stuff, not. Eric. I'll let you go. Good stuff as always. I appreciate it very much. Good call, uh, Bruce. I think is next. Bruce, you're up. Go ahead, sir. Good morning. How are you? Great good. topic today. Thank you, Bruce. You bet. There's been a lot of good points made, and I'm not sure I can add much to it, but I was going to say what Eric did about bad parents being bad drivers mm. and having their kids be bad drivers. But I think you're giving drivers way too much credit for their ability to drive intelligently and with courtesy. I think that's the biggest problem today. Yeah, training is not what it used to be, but you know, people are just discourteous today, and they think that a blinker, like Carlos said earlier, is a rite of passage and not an, a message of intent. Good point. And, yeah. 
You're right. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm one of those people. I'm through a parking lot. Everybody's going to know where I'm going. I'm so anal about using my park, my blinker. That uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's the way I was raised. You just, you know, yeah. I'll find myself using it in places. Like, oh, why did I just turn that on? I didn't, but you just do it's habit. You just do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I drive 225 and I-70 Central a lot, and it amazes me today how many people you see using the shoulder, mostly motorcycles, but also cars, as their lane of traffic because everything else is backed up and they think that it's their right to be able to drive down those. Which, by the you way, know, you, you, you talk about getting. You know, things in your tires and flats and so on, Bruce, that's the last place I'd ever want to drive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Th- that is so full of it, trash and junk. I would only be there if you had to be. Yeah. Emergency, you know. Well, it's, I think the biggest problem today, there, there was people that were trained, but they need to go through recurrent training. And I've, I laugh, my wife laughs at me because I say, all right, there's a person that needs an immediate driver placard on yep. their car and they can't get it taken off until they've gone to the police <laughs> department and gotten another driver's license test done. But, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, what it really, really quick, Bruce, what it really shows you, and I, I was thinking about this the other day, it shows you how good the cars that we have today are at keeping people safe because there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of knucklehead drivers that really shouldn't be behind the wheel, but they do get behind it, and somehow we don't have, you know, we should have a lot more fatalities than we do, but because cars are as good as they are, we don't, literally. Well, you're right. And I was going to say something else about the the automatic lights you talked about people coming out of rental car agencies shoot there's people all over town that are driving at nine o'clock at night with just their driving lights on or no tail lights you know You've somebody somebody real quick car. along those lines somebody just told me i don't know i, I got to do some research on this not that i'm debating this being incorrect but this text just came in just found out that police use driving without lights as an indicator for dui of marijuana thc apparently dilates one's pupils which allows more light in and thus lets those idiots see better in the dark one more benefit of legalizing weed now i got to double check with some of my police friends on whether or not that's actually true it would not shock me uh if that weren't the case because i everything they're saying there is true yeah. Well, and, and two, I think a lot of it is people don't know what their car is doing. So you see like a like a 04 Lexus, you know, SUV. It's got daytime running lights on. The dash is all lit up. Right. But but it's not in the auto position or it's not, you know, they've got Which different mean, positions. There's on no that tail vehicle. lights, no headlights, right, no exactly. nothing. But they can and, still and, see. Quote but unquote. the lights are dimmer than a normal headlight, about Correct. half as bright. Correct. But they think the headlights are on. And that's. A lot of the ones, you know, in the fall when uh-huh. the time changes right. and stuff, a lot of that, that's what I think is going on because they're in the lanes good, so they're not weaving or anything right. like that. So, but yeah, yeah, you that's, could be right. I yeah. mean, just there's so many different ways manufacturers yeah. do their lighting systems that, good point. Um, you know, and say they took it into the shop and because we've done this before, had to shut off the automatic headlights, you know, scanning it or with the engine off or whatever, shut the automatic headlights off, maybe didn't get them turned back on. And they've always been in the on position, and all of a sudden, they you know, don't know the person's now. driving. And, yeah, good point. You know, or maybe they, yeah. Who I knows? can tell. I mean, personally, I just you can tell when the lights aren't on. So I need to them me, as pretty, bright as possible. Uh, me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting where I can't see. So, I mean, I yeah, need to right. admit it. <laughs> right. I'll admit it. Yep, exactly. Well, I'll tell you, relative to everything you said today, you can't fix stupid. No, you can't, you know, Bruce. And, yeah. You can't, unfortunately. Good call, Bruce. I appreciate it very much. Craig, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Uh, line open, 303-477-5600. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
Geno's Brake Sale is going on now. Have you had your brakes checked recently? At Geno's, we recommend checking them every 5,000 miles. Stop in this month and we'll check your brakes for free. Should you need brakes, now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Napa Brake Special. This month, get a $40 Napa prepaid Visa gift card with a qualifying Napa Brake Parts purchase of $250 or more. For over 39 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we back up our work with Napa's nationwide, peace of mind, 36-month, 36,000-mile warranty. Don't forget to check out all our Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of our business. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. 
at Arvada West Auto and Truck, we repair your car in a way that most other mechanics don't. Modern cars and trucks are controlled by complicated computers, and just like your smartphone, they need an update every once in a while. Oftentimes, other mechanics ignore the complicated problems that your car's computers can have because the tools needed can be expensive and it takes time to learn how to use them properly. At Arvada West, we spend the money on the right tools and we take the time to learn how these updates can help to improve everything about your car. That's why our experienced technicians take the extra time to include updating your car or truck's computer to make sure it's running the best it can. Come visit us at 11752 West 64th and let Arvada West update your car or truck. Call 303-422-1065 to make your computer update appointment or visit us on the web at arvadawestautoandtruck.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive over here in Aurora. Craig and Wheatridge, you're next. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, you know how to get rid of the the bad drivers on the road, and it'll never happen. Instead of having an emissions test program, every three to five years you have to be go through a driver test to see if you know how to drive. And if you don't, you come back when you learn how. <laughs> Competency, courtesy. I want to see you get that passed. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, but I just don't, I, it's never going to happen. Yeah. I know. Um, one of my pet peeves, and they used to enforce it, but I, I noticed in my neighborhood it's it's non-existent and that's parking the direction of the flow of traffic yeah why, yeah why do they not enforce that anymore craig i don't know it's, it's really dangerous when they used to write it. tickets for that all the time if you you know you're parked oh. the wrong way on the wrong side of the you know if you're parked the wrong way on that side of the road so you know you're you're on the northbound lane of your of your street but you're parked southbound in the northbound side you know you know there was opposing traffic they used to write tickets for that yeah well, you, you you can see it, when you would go to pull out, you're completely blind. You can't see what's, right. what's on coming down the street. Right. It, it could create a, a situation for a head-on. I mean, sure. that's why know, they wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's but changed? Why do they let that pass now? I don't know because it's it's all over the place. It, it I don't think they enforce it again. Like you know, again we've talked about before yeah. the expired temporary permits, yeah. but. I had a question also. What are you hearing, and what do you advise to people that have diesel vehicles that require death? Buy as much of it as you can right now. Yep, that's what I'm reading. And, you know, there was, a, I guess, an old wives' tale that you could pee in your death tank if you were getting low. But uh, nah. I, I wouldn't recommend I, it. I, I, no, <laughs> it's not. And I, and I was going to talk about this last week, but didn't get around to it. Death is roughly... 30% urea, 70% water, but the urea and the reason why there's going to be shortages of it and it's already starting to happen is because it's a byproduct of making, you know, fertilizers and things along those lines. So the reality is we, you know, we make urea, it's produced in plants and yes, it's been imported and we make it here in the U.S. as well. But yes, there will most likely be, uh, and there already is some shortages of DEF. And for everybody listening that maybe don't know what we're talking about, DEF is a a diesel additive. It's a, it's a diesel uh, fuel additive. It's urea. It's an injection. Um, uh, how do you want to say this? They inject that urea into the exhaust. It reduces NOx. And there's a lot of misconceptions. I've even seen some some uh, well-known writers talk about this in much the wrong way. It's not injected into the engine. 
right. it's injected into the exhaust to reduce NOx. It was one of the deals that the diesel engine manufacturers and, and auto manufacturers made with the EPA years ago because we tried uh, using diesel emissions devices back before about 2010 that did not have the urea injection. And it flat out, honestly, just didn't work that well. Um, typically, they had other issues. They had uh, DPF issues and so on. They found that the, the DEF injection actually worked better, gave higher fuel economy on the diesel engines themselves and so on. So it's it's been around now. But what they had to do for the EPA to allow them to run that system is if the DEF system gets too low, the vehicle will go into what we call limp mode, which means you cannot drive the vehicle over a certain speed or a certain distance until that is filled back up. That was the agreement they had with the EPA back in the day. So the reality is, if you've got a DEF system, it has to be functioning properly. I warn everybody on this. Despite a lot of videos out there saying you can just put pure water in it, no, you can't. No, you can't. Well, as with a lot of things right now where we're not allowing any uh, exports or imports from Russia, a lot of the urea is manufactured in Russia. Correct. And that mixture you talked about is deionized water, and I have no idea how you make deionized water, but it's, it's again, it's... It goes through a process. You, you can do, there, there's actually deionizers you can have for home if you want a deionized water at home, so they just had, they do it in large quantities. But yeah, to your point, it's deionized water. So the minerals have been taken out, basically, is what they're saying. And the reason they take the minerals out is because it's hard on the injection system, so they want deionized water to allow the system, because as, as it is... The def will crystallize when it hits air, anyways. Right. So they want it. They want that deionized water in there to help less crystallization of the product. Is the best way for me to say Once it. Once exposed to atmosphere. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And everything else. Correct. So, so that that's that's why they do that. Okay. Well, we can thank Uncle Joe for that that shortage as well as as, as if everything else. And it, it, for everybody listening, it may not be a big deal. You know, people are like, "Why well, drive a gas vehicle? It's not a big deal." Well, do you eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you that, do you wear clothes? Everything you have in your house came from yeah, something it, that was it, thank brought you. to everything. By diesel. Everything yeah. you're using mm-hmm. is is delivered by truck at some point in the in the food chain. There, you know, in the in the in the delivery chain, somebody <laughs> somewhere got in a diesel truck and delivered it. So the reality is, yes, this could have huge negative effects down the road, even. In regards to Craig's simple property maintenance and things along those sure. lines, think about how many diesel trucks, even light-duty diesel trucks, are used for you know moving and providing and, and snow removal and on down the line we go. Yeah. M- most people don't have any idea how much of that would affect them if it went away. Right. Now, do your diesel locomotives use DEF? No. I, I don't. They don't have the any. same emissions. They're like airplanes. Right. They don't use the same emissions. They are not okay. required to be as clean, quote-unquote, as an over-the-road truck is. Yeah, because you normally see them rolling down the, the tracks, and there, there's you know quite a bit of black smoke coming out of them. It doesn't... Totally you know, different. Yeah, they are, yeah, they are, they are not under the same guidelines if, as if they were running a diesel truck on the road. Right. You very seldom see any black smoke come out of a diesel any longer. Anymore. If in, you know, the only... Great point, by the way. I was going to mention this. So, Craig, to your point, the only... Black smoke you see coming out of diesels anymore is either somebody with an older diesel truck that's tuned it up, quote-unquote, 
they're dumb because all that black smoke is unburnt Wasted. fuel. You're just yeah. wasting it, so it's right. stupid to even do that. But a lot of them still do. And then the older, you know, over-the-road diesel trucks that do not have the modernized emission system on it, the DEF and so on, you'll see some of those puffing black smoke. But again, there's very few of those around anymore just because as trucks age, they, they age out of the fleet, if you would. And that started back in about 2010, so, you know, roughly 12 years ago. And most of your over-the-road fleet is going to be newer than 12 years. Makes sense. Yep. That's why you don't see many of them puffing smoke anymore. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Okay, but, that's but, all, the, I, all I had to No, I appreciate that, Craig. And even Kent and, I, Kent and I were talking about this even during the week when it comes to some of the def shortages and so on. And, and yes, folks, it is going to have a negative impact upon all of us if we don't get this resolved relatively quickly. Tom, you're up next. Yeah, hi. Uh, just a, a quick point. I'm, a, I'm, the, I've, you know, I'm a little over 70, and so I've been, I've seen the shift in the 18-wheeler, the drivers of the 18-wheelers over the last 15, 20 years, and it's just, uh, I'm kind of, kind of a little bit of, a, I guess, appalled at, uh, and I don't know if it's the training or is it the, you know, the, uh, the people just not uh, really uh, attuned to the, the the people who are getting qualified in the 18-wheelers, both, you know, on the interstates and through towns and stuff like that. I'm just wondering your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that's just overall, I think, with shortages and stuff like that, they're going to try to put whoever they can behind the wheel and whoever's willing to Unfortunately, to yeah, yes, Ken is that's right. that's a lot of it. That's where a lot of that's come from. And whether it be they trained them and they don't follow those rules or the training just isn't there. It's like, you know what? We need somebody tomorrow. Let's pass you today. Can, can you fog a mirror? Yeah. Uh, if you, if, if so, Tom, uh, you're in. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not, guys, I'm, I'm laughing, but that's, yeah. that's really the way it is. You're right. Uh, and I've heard that from people in the industry, Tom, we're not making things up. That's, that's literally some of these, these big trucking companies have their own quote unquote, training schools where they're getting their own guys passed on cdl uh, their own people i should say guys and gals passed on cdl and while these newer trucks you know, are easier to drive than what you used to drive tom uh, they still require skill uh-huh. that a lot of these folks you can just tell don't have right yeah right. the mental yeah. capability they just don't have it yeah yeah i see the respect you know years ago we mm-hmm. there was the respect of the truckers they just you i mean they were i thought they were just class act and, yeah. It did very well out there. Now it seems to be uh, it's just diminished. And I just uh, I just wanted to throw that out. No, there. I think it has, and I, and I think you bring up a great point. And as much as I love, you know, our, our true truckers that you know provide for us and deliver things and get us the products we need and so on. And I don't want to take anything away from those guys no, at right. all. And, and and they're solid. And but but to your point, Tom, I think the trucking industry, and I realize they've had to do it because of of lack of skill and so on, but. But I will tell you that sometimes they're their own worst enemy because some of the people they've put in trucks and, and out over the road have put huge black eyes on, on that industry. And I don't think the average small trucking operator is not that, by the way. We're talking most of the large guys that operate, you know, 1,000 trucks plus that are guilty of this. Right. And, and, and we all know who, who those, those trucking companies are. But they're the ones that have put the black eye on the industry, I hate to say. Yeah. 
Well, well, thank you very much. No, Tom, I appreciate you. And you brought up a great point. I mean, he he is spot on. So, Tom, thank you for that. Randy and Castle Rock, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. We've got lines open, 303-477-5600. Somebody did text in and says, so do we want to take sanctions off of Russia so we can get deaf? No. No, that's not the answer either. We here have to figure out how to produce more for yeah. what we're using in this country. Don't worry about exporting to other countries. If we have enough deaf and we can meet the needs of what we've got here and we can up production, we need to. We need to figure this out in this continent without any imports. Right. That's what we need to do. Yeah. We'll be back here in a moment. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we want to give you a little reminder on the best time to use a fuel system cleaner. As you ready your car for that summer road trip, make sure you top off the fuel tank with a top-tier gasoline and a fuel system cleaner like the BG44K. By cleaning your fuel system on a long road trip, you get the best possible opportunity to clean the entire fuel system while the vehicle is at operating temperature and maximum operating conditions. So, as you load up your vehicle and get ready for your summer vacation, make sure you use BG44K in your gas tank to get the best possible fuel economy for your road trip. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio we live in uncertain times energy prices are through the roof but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. 
Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we're back. 303-477-5600 is our phone number. We've got a couple of lines open. And uh, again, back to the death, I did get a text message back on the person asking, do we want sanctions? And by the way, they agree with us that no, we don't want to lift the sanctions and we want to get more produced here. Uh, again, we, we have to be looking at this carefully, figuring out what the solutions are. And, and you just we can't just go around blaming Russia for this, folks. We, you know, the blame game has to end. Yeah, it's part of the problem. So fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Figure out how we're going to produce more as a country and fix it. Quit running around blaming Putin. The reality is there's a certain amount of blame there, I guess. But on the same time, go look in the mirror. Why are, why are we not independent in these areas, including even death? Yeah. Why are we relying on imports to keep our trucks moving coast to coast? That's dumb. That's poor politics. That's poor planning. And, yes, that's on D.C. That's yeah. on the guys in charge right now. No one else. Yeah. Sorry, folks. And it's even, it's even guilty. I put the guilt on past administrations as well, by the way, because it's you know, when you start demanding this sort of requirement on the EPA side, then you better figure out how to fulfill it. Yeah. Either that or reduce the re- you know, reduce the requirements. One of the two. Exactly. But, but you, you you can't have both. Randy and Castle Rock, you're next. Hey, uh, only thing is, I'm about 300 miles uh, east of Castle Rock now. <laughs> That's all right. You're on hold that long? Long? Yeah, man, you drove a long way. You're fast. I'm about, uh, about 25, 30 miles from the border in a little place called Goodland. Kansas. Oh, yeah, I know where that I'm is. Sure. You bet. Yep. yep. Uh, but anyway, opportunity knocked. The motel had a guy working two jobs seven days a week, and it was, you know, me and the wife came in, and I'd take care of the grounds and maintenance, and she's assistant manager. Nice. And, you know, we're trying to, trying to make them some money so Good we can get you. some money because I had they have to rent so that we could, you know, since we're going to work for them, they have to rent. Yeah, nice for you. That's no, good for you. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Have, have to rent. But anyway, uh, I told you I've been having problems with my death. I'm sure I talked to you last week or two weeks ago. Uh, so I tried something new to just try and make another noise because I, you know, I took the guy out for a ride and kind of barely got it and, you know, comes back. It's one of those, you know, intermittent things. But anyway, I did a brake torch of my head under the car while I did it. Now, the drive shaft did go up, the, the differential went up, I imagine it's because of the torque, and then as soon as I took my foot off the gas, and I heard some ringle of dingling going on back there. So I'm just wondering if that might clue you in on something. 99% rebuilt diff, uh, new U-joints all the way around, everything's lubed up, fluid's good, got the, uh, the additive they put in the differential in there. I just can't figure out what it is, and the, the bad part is that place that did it, number one, is a thousand miles away, mm-hmm. and even if that wasn't bad enough, they closed up and retired. Mm. So I, even if I did want to drive a thousand miles, wouldn't matter. Wouldn't, they right. retired, so I can't. And, and, and I can't remember, Randy, what noise is it making? I'm sorry, what's it, what's it making? Oh, when I, a lot of my turns are left, so I'm getting off the highway, and I make, I make it nice and smooth. Sometimes it seems like it wants to find. 
spot. So I made a nice smooth stop. I've been going out of my way to do it. And I take that left turn and take off. I don't gun it. I don't take off like an old lady. I just drive. And, I mean, I, my windows, I thought, were going to shutter. You know? Is it, is mean, it got a pause attraction differential in it, or do you know? Uh, it's it's limited slip as yeah. far as I know. Okay. I would probably, if it were me, I would change the fluid and put the right additive in it. And the best, I've always found, the best additive for that. I don't know why. Uh, I know every manufacturer has additive for this. Uh, BG makes an additive as well. But I have always found that the that the GM pause attraction lubricant that they sell for their units is the best pause attraction lubricant out there. Period. Comes in a little now, bottle. Pause- buy it from GM and put that in with a new with a new change of fluid. Yeah, you're saying pause, and I got limited slip. Doesn't matter. Same, same word. Same same. It's clutches and same uh, spring loaded clutches. Now. They told me they put it in. I'm going to assume they got it from GM. You know, no, don't assume that on a job. on a Jeep. Don't assume that because it probably didn't come from GM. Very, so, by the way, very I... few independent shops even know what I'm talking about. Now I know about all okay. this because I grew up in a GM dealer and I knew about that additive and I've been a differential guy most of my life and that was one of our specialties even as shops and a lot of that came from my background and how I was taught and so on and again most independent shops don't know about gm additive for pause attraction or limited slip call it what you want same thing what i want to throw in there is right you know a mile either way they had a ford dealer and they had a chrysler chrysler dodge jeep uh so i'm assuming they got it from not the ford and and by the way they're again i'm going to repeat this the gm fluid i have found through all these years to be the best Limited slip slash pause attraction lubricant additive made. I don't know why. It's not the same as Ford. It's not the same as Chrysler. Nobody in the aftermarket makes it as well. There's something about that particular fluid from GM, and I think it's because GM uses a governor lock. Uh, They call theirs a governor lock uh, unit in the back. It's not quite a limited slip or even a pause attraction. It's its own unit that they came up with years and years ago, and that, that fluid was developed for that unit. But it's the best lubricant for what you're doing out there, period. Okay. It's not the Uh, same as Ford. It's not the same as Chrysler. It's not the same as Toyota or anybody else out there that makes it. I don't know why. This guy up the road that I saw did have some motor grab. He's like, oh, it's really good. I said, yeah, it's a Ford dope stuff. Is it going to hurt? And he said, no, it won't hurt. So we put it in. And he said, drive it several thousand miles, whatever, let it work in. Uh, Now, right about a mile either way from me, I have a Ford dealer, and there's a Chevrolet dealer. So will that Chevrolet dealer have yep, the they'll have that. about? Chevrolet dealer will have that. If not, they can bring it in, right. but it's probably on their sh- It most likely is on their shelf, guaranteed it is. I tell them what vehicle it's for, or nope. do I ask for a specific nope. fluid? No, you're just going to buy their limited slip, their pause attraction fluid, their additive. Limited slip. Limited they'll know what you're talking about. Additive. Coming like an 8-ounce. Okay. They're diff additive. All you're, all you're really going to yeah, ask for is their diff additive. With everything done to it, I can't figure it out. So I'm that's the problem. That. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah, there's too much, too much new stuff, and it's not, it's not twelve hundred well, miles. The, the, and, and those really take place. You know that that particular issue arises when it's hotter and you're making that corner typically it's the longer corner uh, but it really could be right yeah, or left hand turn doesn't make any difference but it's when you've been driving for a, for a while everything's heated up yes there's going to be some the, the clutches are yeah. chattering is what's happening yeah because going around here it really didn't much happen but when i take my eight mile drive to get all my fluids warm tires warm and all that battery charge shit there you it's go been a, it's been an eight, eight mile drive and i get off the highway take the left and it's like Yep. It's like I went over a washboard road. That's right. So anyways, I got I got to run Randy. Just just do that. Put okay. that change the fluid, put that additive in. You should be in great shape. Chris, you're next. Go ahead, Chris. 
Hello, sir. How are you? Good. How are you, hey, sir? I just, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I have a 2007 Ford Ranger. It's just a two-wheel drive. I'm just curious what your thoughts on shocks are for that. Just uh, just for normal yeah, driving around, yeah, stuff n- like that? Nothing special, just day-to-day driving? Yeah, just replacement, right. I mean, in the, I mean, it's like the prices are anything from 40 bucks on the sky's the limit. I'm yeah. just curious, yeah. what is the best kind of fit there, you know? I would go with a KYB. Um, okay. That's, you know. Middle of the road, I would that's, say. That's a middle of the yeah. road. I would go with the Bilstein if you want to go top of the line or, you know. Uh, you higher know, end. Higher end, yeah. Okay. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know much about shocks. I guess it's just something you don't think about really. No, that's a, and by the way, it's a great qu- most, by the way, most people don't. That's a great question because there are probably as many brands and types of shock absorbers, right. not manufacturers, because there's not right. very many manufacturers, but as many different ways that shocks are made. Uh, it would shock most people, pardon the pun ha. there, but there, there, there's a lot of differences in them, and yeah. no, they are not all created equal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's I was I think that's what I was looking at some KYB. I don't know there about wrong with that. At one time, by the like way, that. KYB was a really high-end upper shock that, you know, people would even come in and request, not saying it's still not that way, but it's not the high-end well-known brand that it used to be, and it's not because their quality's come down, it's no. because other shock companies have come along and make better products. That's right. all. Exactly. It's not because their product went down, it's yeah. that other people came up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and KYB's okay. a good middle yeah. of the Always road. been a great yeah. shock. Exactly. Nothing wrong with them at all. Yeah. All right, excellent. Well thank you. Have a good day. You're very you welcome. Too. That Thanks, by the great great general question that because is, most yeah. people don't know We've done this, you know, t- this topic before in the past, but most people have no idea how the shock end of it works. And right. the reality is, it's it's a lot like batteries, right. or even oil. I, I can even yeah. talk about that. I can even talk about sure. oil. There's not that many people or manufacturers, I should say, that actually manufacture shock absorbers. Right. There's probably worldwide, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. You could probably count them on one hand. The actual amount of real, you know. Uh, high number of shocks produced out of a plant, there's probably four to five worldwide. You know, I can almost name them off. Uh, Bilstein, uh, KYB, Monroe, which is Tenneco, which makes shocks for almost everybody out there. If you right. see a shock out there with a name on it, More it most likely, likely came out Monroe. of the Monroe plant yeah. or the Tenneco plant. Uh, they make everything, for the most part, for the OEM. Uh, there's a few KYBs and some Fox and so on. And by the way, I'm not even going to include the the boutique shocks, which is what I would call Fox and some of those oh, companies right, that are right. out there. The, they're not getting thrown. Yeah, yeah, they're manufacturers, yeah. but they're Rancher. in their own whole league. So really, if you think about it, there's three, four major manufacturers of shocks around the world. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And the way the shock world works is if all of a sudden uh, Larry, Charlie, Ken, and I decided we wanted to start a shock company which we could, we get some investors together, we go sit down and we have a conversation with the guys at Tenneco, Monroe. And we say, we want to build a drive radio shock. They would say, okay, here's the menu. I'm not exaggerating when I say this, folks. Here's the menu. What do you want? We can determine, do we want a double welded eye or a single welded eye? Do we want a double can or a single can? What kind of a piston do we want? What kind of, what kind of seals do we want in the piston? What kind of bushings do we want on the eyes? Uh, what kind of hardened steel do we want on the shaft itself? I mean, on down the line we go. We can pick 
and put together, really, whatever kind of a shock we want to put a drive radio name on, they will then tell us what that price is going to be, how many of them we have to buy, what the amount of SKU numbers we have to buy in that series, and then they'll give us a price and we decide if we want to sell shocks or not. Yeah. That's how it works, folks. Yeah. So when you see some of the brands that are out there that have a particular name on it, Rancho, by the way, Rancho is a Tenneco owned company. One time Rancho was its own shock company, but they were bought years and years and years ago by Tenneco, have been in the Tenneco family ever since. So when you see a Rancho shock, it's a Monroe. It's built by Tenneco. Now, it's not a Monroe shock because it's built to the specifications Rancho, the subdivision of of Tenneco wants it to be built by those specifications. Those specs, yeah. but for all these years, the majority of what I would call you know, uh, even off-brand shocks are probably built by a regular name brand company to the specs of whatever that company wants them done by. And I can go through all of the off-road companies even out there, and it's the same situation for them. Most likely, a Tenneco is building that shock in so, most cases. So the cheaper it is, the less components or Correct. the less quality they Correct. have in them. Even though it's coming out of the same plant. Yeah, makes sense. You got it. So we'll be back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Great question, by the way. I appreciate that. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. 
They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, we're back. Gabriel, also, I did look this up to make sure that I was correct. Gabriel is still making shock absorbers. They do a lot of OEM stuff. You don't hear much about them in the aftermarket, but they're still making shocks. And and by the way, uh, how do, you know how did I learn? I was just telling Ken how did I learn so much about all these differences in shocks and companies and so on. Well, back in the day when you're when you're in the four wheel drive end of things in that business and you're selling lift kits and extended shocks and all the different things that go on there you learn a lot about that because back in the day when there was everything from you know Trailmaster to skyjacker to pro comp to rancho to on down the line i go uh, all of those back in the day with the exception of rancho were made by someone else for that particular entity so you know somebody'd come and say oh i want a such and such shock and you'd say why well because i want that brand yeah. Um, do you know that that's actually not as good a brand as this brand because really they're all rolling off the same assembly line but you know we just go through the whole process of this sure. is why you want to buy this brand versus someone else because you learned all of those inner workings of how a lot of that is done so i, I still go back to i think there's five maybe six actual manufacturers plants if you would mm-hmm. of shocks not the boutique shocks like fox and others but you know major brands of shocks that build you know high uh, numbers of shocks in a year for the OEM and so on. It probably it's less than five. Yeah, it's not as many as you think, folks. Think about think about the fact that here in the U.S. we have 200 million plus cars on the road. Worldwide, there's way more than that. I think there's a billion cars on the road worldwide, and there's only about four to five shock manufacturers that are producing. Yeah, those components for mm-hmm. all those cars worldwide. Yeah, that's uh, pretty. Pretty good size. Pretty companies. phenomenal, actually. Yeah, exactly. You think about that, yeah. but well, also all the- we start thinking about supply chain issues and so on. Well, when you only have that few of manufacturers, for example, in that particular end of things, well, you can see how the supply chain can be easily disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It happens. Yeah, they start making half of what they did. All of a sudden, it's like wow. It's a huge impact. Yeah. And and it, and and you you could take that same philosophy to almost every part on a vehicle or even every supply chain we've got from televisions to cell phones to on down the line we go it's all about the same no matter what industry you go to there are very few industries where there's a plethora of suppliers in that particular industry why is there not because of cost folks you're right for you to go put a a particular uh, you know to put a shock plant together manufacturing all of this like we just said i mean it's a huge undertaking yeah right huge Plus, you've got your own R&D, and you've got everything right. like that. And then, well, and or you, just so all of you know, too, the manufacturers, again, you go buy a Toyota, GM, Ford, whatever, they don't make shocks. Right. They're going They're to the OEM yeah. saying, we want a shock to do this. At that point, they will collaborate, get together, and even sit down and say, okay, well, we can build you a shock that'll do X, and it'll cost X. Now, what do we want to change? How do we want to cut costs or, you know, whatever the case may be? Right. And that's where those conversations get started, and that's how all that works. So David is next. David, what's going on, sir? Uh, well, it's been interesting listening because I'm putting in KYB or KY Struts today. Okay, good. Good for <laughs> you. you. Go. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's a good brand. Yep. Very timely. I'm glad I made the right choice. Um, question, my son recently uh, on a RAV, I forget the year, Yeah, he, he was getting codes for a DO, or not DO, an oxygen O2 sensor. Okay. And uh, 
he went into Napa, he got the part, he put it in, it wasn't doing well, they exchanged, and it still was, I mean, when I was doing well, it was still throwing the code. Okay. He went to a dealer for diagnosis, because the mechanic said, you know, the dealer can do more advanced stuff. Come to find out, it looks like the part from Napa was not the correct one. Um, and so now he's out the dealer cost, too. And I said, well, keep track of the notes. Yes. Maybe Napa customer service would, Yeah. you know, I figured the store might not, but the Oh, the store probably will, even if, I mean, if the store, if there was a mistake credit. made and the store sold the wrong part number or it was the wrong uh, number application-wise, uh, yeah, I mean, they typically would take that back. Now, I, let me add something to everything you just said. Not true that, the, and I don't know why Napa even said this, because it's not true that the dealer has more advanced capability to right. fix said vehicle. Not true. Uh, the majority of high-end aftermarket facilities have the ability to do exactly what the dealer is doing, and in some cases more, depending upon the age of the vehicle. What I mean by that is the dealer is only going to keep even tools around for X amount of years, 10 or so roughly is, is typically what happens in a dealership. They start getting over that age. Even the dealership's not going to have the same level of expertise that an independent will have because the independent's still working on those vehicles and will for quite some time where the dealer will stop. So not true that, you, that the point. dealer has more yeah. you know, technical ability to work right. on those vehicles than the independents do. In fact, in some cases, it's the opposite. Yeah, I, I think he was probably working with a smaller independent. He's up in Greeley, and, and, and uh, the mechanic he was working with just said he could not diagnose and, and, uh, and by the way, if you're up in Greeley, um, and they, they've been a part of us off and on through the years, if you're up in Greeley, Auto Taylor is the place to go. Um, uh, Brent up there is the owner. They, they know what's going on, and they can fix those vehicles up cool. there in Greeley. Well, thank you for educating. You're very welcome, David. Yeah, and, and again, tell them to keep all that stuff because more, more, more than likely, uh, Napa will take care of that. I, I really don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Yeah. If there is, in fact, a problem with that O2 sensor. Oh, yeah, now, the other thing that you always worry about in a situation like this is, was it really the O2 sensor or did they fix a connector or a wire or something in the system and blamed it on the, the sensor other sensor itself, and still right. sold a Toyota sensor in this case? Yeah, you, I, you, you'll never know. Right. That's the issue, honestly, folks. I, I don't know. And I'm not saying anybody does anything you know, wrong here or unscrupulous or anything along those lines, but these are just the things you don't know because I'm not there to watch it. One and two, so Napa has different sensors for that vehicle. So they're going to have an NGK, they're going to have a NIMP and Denso, mm -hmm. they're going to have, or a Denso, right. and they're going to have the Napa brand, the Eklund brand. So they're going to have a, a Bosch. Probably so four gonna, different choices yeah, there. exactly. They have at least four different choices for that vehicle. And so, we always recommend the show and the technicians that are on with us here go back to the original right. supplier that supplied that part originally because they have the original specs for that. Not that the others can't build it and get close, but yeah. that original spec. That's why we always say use the same spark plug. Yeah. Use the same O2 sensor. On down the line, especially right. when it comes to these type of units, exactly. we want to go back to the OEM manufacturer for that. And by the way, that wasn't Toyota, right? And on a Rav Four, it wasn't Toyota. Yeah, and and everything is you know more sensitive, especially in those sensing, you know, right? And, yeah. and the sensors, Mass airflow sensors, yeah, map right, sensors, O2 exactly. sensors, 
uh, you know, catalytic converters themselves, uh, injectors. I mean, we can go on down the line here. In all of those components, we try to go back to the yeah. cat. Yeah, we'll use an aftermarket as we can, but we try to use the OEM supplier right. that made that for the OEM at that time. And we have the we have the ability to find out what that was, yeah. and we try to use that yeah. when you can. You yeah. can't always. Sometimes we're not building it anymore, right. but we try yeah. our best to exactly. go that way. As they age, you know, things, you know. <laughs> you shut them down. You're right. You don't build yeah. them anymore. You're only, you know, you can only get what you can get. Correct. And so uh, more likely on that one, it was a Denso or an NGK on that. And so had he gone with the Eklund? It may not be have, the same. Might not be the and same. And it might have been the problem. Well, and Bosch makes an oxygen sensor for every vehicle out there. And they call them universal, and they don't work. Yeah, that's not the one to use either. <laughs> right. All right, we got more. And by the way, great learning lesson. Thank you for that, by yeah. the way. I've got a couple other things along those lines I wanted to talk about that my wife and I were talking about this last week as well. I'll talk about that as soon as we come back. Lines are open, though, by the way, 303-477-5600. Text us also, 307 307- 282-22, and we'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ. 560.